Hey, so today we're talking about Clubhouse ads, monetization, scammers, and grifters, and Amazon's plan for world domination. Are you ready? Welcome to the St. Michael Podcast. What up, what up, what up? What's going down? Welcome to the St. Michael Podcast, one man's attempt at business, family, and comedy. I'm your wonderful host, Michael Agbajan. And look, before we continue, you already know, we have to introduce the world-renowned super producer, Simeon. What's good? Yo, what's happening? What's good? What's How good? you feeling? How you feeling? Feeling good, feeling good. No, just another day at the office. Another day at the office. Man, you know this is um, the 66th episode. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're getting it though, bro. Get it, man. Just being consistent, putting out one episode a week for yeah. people, you know. Spring is here. Look, spring is here, and Texas is wide open. Yeah, spring is here, but summer's even nearer. Oh, you're ready for summer? Summer's gonna be some, bro. The, the amount of people that are saying, Oh, I can't wait to be outside this summer. I'm like, Bro, you've been outside since this last summer. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He's like, I've been out. Look, it's true because you know they just had that Rangers game at what forty thousand people in the crowd, yeah, right? Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it was it was full, it was full packed. House. And they said some people, but you saw, you said you saw a lot of people who had masks. There was some that had masks, but you really know what they that had. right there is kind of like shocking because we're in this whole, whole moment where there's somewhat of a a new variant that they said attacks like teenagers and like younger people, and it's like. 10 times more contagious. Yeah. Yeah. And they had this full stadium. And they're going to start bringing back other stuff, but this full stadium, and I, I would just imagine anything you touch there got to be, it got to have a little piece of Corona on it, just at least. Yeah, that's a little crumb of Corona. Yeah. And, you know, some people have bad, bad habits. Like I had a friend where we went to this, um, this hockey game, the, the Stars, and there's like something on the window, and he, he sucked his finger, and then he like wiped it off. And I was just like, ew. <laughs> I was like, bro, that's a, I should get a napkin or something. Wait a minute, was he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so he was like, mm. he touched his finger, like licked it, and he just wiped it off the screen, off this little, like a uh, plastic screen, whatever, like something all was on. I was like, ew, why, why would you even touch it like that? But um, let's, uh, let's get on subject because if you, you know, we always talk about Clubhouse where they're about to reach a close to $4 billion valuation. Like they're doing another round of like funding, but basically, um, man, they just added monetization for users, like their actual users. You can send people money directly. And here's the even crazier part. Okay. So, so for you, right. I'm, I, yeah. I want to send sim season money, right? Yeah. If I send you $5, you keep a hundred percent of the $5. Mm. So there's no fee or anything like that. That goes out like out of your pocket. You get the entire thing. And you can send one, five dollars, three hundred, a thousand dollars directly to people now. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? It's cool. Uh, the shows that Clubhouse is uh, it's adapting. You know, they're um, they're staying ahead of the game, so uh, it's, it's it's good. You know, people might what uh, um, like a year from now be like, hey, I, I made this amount of money. Uh, uh, I made this amount of money on Clubhouse. Tap in with me. You know. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna see that. Like, hey, I made a million dollars this year off Clubhouse. Alone, but that's why I really want to know. Like, how can you make a million dollars off Clubhouse? I mean, because I mean, I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming it's going to be taxable, right? So, um, 
I'm assuming, yeah. But even yeah. still, like, if let's say whatever tax before or after taxes a million dollars, right? What do you have to do on there for people to say, I want to pay you directly? Is it that you have to, because think about it, you got to ask people for money. You have to, right? Like, it's almost like people are tipping you. Yeah. So if you're rich and you're super successful already, like if Kevin Hart was on there, why would someone pay Kevin Hart directly $5? Hey, man, the game is, the game is, the, the game is sold, not told, you know? So you think it'll be something where it's like a paywall where if you want me to tell you this, you got to pay me a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be terrible. I, I, have a, I have some inside info on the coronavirus, but yeah, but I have to charge you ten ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> or happy it was like something where uh, have somebody was on there for real, like Elon Musk says, I'll give you five dollars for decent advice, uh, twenty dollars for really good advice, and then if you give me a hundred dollars, I'll give you like life changing advice. Bro, that's the whole uh, uh, Jay Z dinner uh, thing. Over. <laughs> yeah, people said, uh, "Would you get what? What's the what's the one they usually say for? Uh, would you do like five hundred dollars cash, or an hour dinner with Jay Z? What would you do?" I take the cash. I take the cash. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck? What you gonna do talking? <laughs> for what, bro? For an hour? For what? Uh, yeah, that's funny. So you don't see that at that advantage. I don't see that advantage. Have you seen that where people say? Um, will you rather get fifty million dollars or a book teaching you how to make fifty million dollars on your own? I get the cash. What the fuck? You're stupid, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. Listen, listen. We working smarter, not harder. Here, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. But you know, look with this monetization feature, you have to you have to watch out. And and by that, I mean you have to know who to give money to and who to invest in because, um, <clears throat> Clubhouse is like scattered with like scammers and like grifters. And look. Like I had to get the definition of grifter so we know on the same page. It says a grifter is a person who operates on a sideshow, like at a circus or a fair, like sell, selling things, right? Mm-hmm. But they also say it's a swindler or dishonest gambler. So like somebody who you know those people who do those little, uh, they move the little things around. They said, hey, I'm a like under, like the the ball in the cup, right? And you yeah. kind of move it around like that will be looked at as like a grifter, right? Okay. All right. There's a there's a internet version or uh, social media version of that on Clubhouse. Oh. And they do things where, you know, sometimes they'll make you pay to get on stage. Yeah, so, you know, for me, you know, I haven't been on Clubhouse because I, I deleted the app back in, like, what, like, end of, in, in, like, end of, end of January, so I'm not too familiar with what's been going on for the last couple of months. Why'd, but, you, why'd, you, why'd you erase the app? What's your reason? Oh, it just got too low energy for me, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's too much BS on there. Of course, there's some good content on there, but you know, it's just a lot of a lot of stupid stuff. Growing, growing. Yeah, growing look. Just, oh my god. I had to double down on what he's saying because when I first got on um, Clubhouse, it was amazing to me. Like it was like the best thing ever. I was like, this is so amazing. Not only being around because you're not around people during the pandemic, and then you get to this moment where you have interactions with people in real conversation with like really smart, really intellectual. Um, for thinking people. And then what happens is that, you know, a lot of these kind of like scammer people start doing these particular like rooms that are built on like creating funnels <clears throat> for you to come in, listen, listen for a little bit. And then you pay into some, some certain type of program and then you get to a bigger program and you get into a bigger program. And it's like a cesspool, a place for people to just tell people, hey, I could teach you how to start a business, right? And you go into these rooms or you pay these people for these little programs. And the thing is, you're paying for information that's already available. Yeah. But you know, what's crazy is that you call this information age. 
there's so much available information. It's almost hard to know what which is good or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the only one, like the one way, because look, I think it gets scammy, like into the scammerish area, when you're not an expert in something and you and you're selling something. You know what I mean? Like just you're not well known for something. You're just pretty much well known for selling something. You know what I mean? Like a like okay, how, are you familiar with like ML Billion? Yeah, ML Billion. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on ML Billion? Man. What do you what do you know about this guy and what are your thoughts on him? Uh yeah, I've, I, I've heard some of his stuff. Uh, he's cool, you know. You know he's no, he's you no. Know say he's he's made a he's he's made his money off of cryptocurrency. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he, he's an investor. He's a cryptocurrency investor. ML billions a cryptocurrency investor. Investor. It doesn't say that when he in his bio or anything. It's, I think he said. I think. I think I might say it on his on his Twitter page. I'm not, I'm, I'm not oh well, a lot of people have been going at him like on Clubhouse talking about how he's a scammer. Slash grifter, you know, and like someone said, ML billion stands for money, mon- money laundering billions. <laughs> ML billion. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it doesn't help that he doesn't have a real name. Yeah. like He has a real name, but he doesn't have it public or no one knows his real name. He came out of nowhere, which is usually the story, right? Someone just comes out of nowhere with this magical system that got them out of poverty. You know, like they're living under a bridge or something crazy made a change in their life and then said okay i have to share this you know it's almost yeah. on some type of almost like a belief system you know mm-hmm. and he's been selling this and people are saying like um yeah we work with ml billion and you know like we're learning from him and he's our he's my mentor but no one knows his real name no one really knows the the, the how his company really works there's no like if you google this guy or google his company you find nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. yeah yeah self-produced websites you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah. So it, it just gets, and then you go to his Instagram. He just started, and every single video is well produced. And he's, and one time, look, I went to his room because sometimes I go in his room, I'm like, I don't, look, before he even got to Clubhouse, I already saw the problem because I already saw it on Instagram. And some people, I always say this, you got to learn how to spot a fake diamond. And, you know, like you have to get up close into the details to spot a fake diamond. And basically, he gets on there on Clubhouse and he just does a lot of talking. And you go to, um, one of his rooms and he said one time he's like look i have all these houses all over the world i have planes I have multiple cars and people still think i'm a scammer my own people think i'm a scammer and i'm thinking how's how are those worldly possessions uh, a measurement of whether you're a scammer or not you know what i mean like it's not a it's not a measurement of your like scamming or success i feel like all those things, those things that you said, like, hey, you could live in a house like this. You could have a car like this. Like, that is not success. Mm-hmm. And the weird part is, if it was success, think about it. Like, if it was success, like, okay, um, Sam Walton. Yeah. Sam Walton had, um, he came to work with his, and he's a, Sam Walton, if you don't know who Sam Walton is, he's the founder and, and creator of, like, Walmart. And he had a, his own jet. He had, you know, Nice vehicles, you know, uh, mansion, all that. But he never showed it off. He even went to work in a pickup truck. Do you know why that is? Why? Because when you have hardworking people under you and you're flaunting your money like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It almost causes resentment. You know what I mean? Because you're, it's, it's like you're, you're showing the results of their hard work. So when you have people who are working hard under you and you're flaunting like jewels and cars and trips and all that, you know, it's usually off the back of hardworking employees, but in the case of where it kind of gets kind of, again, 
suspect is that it's done off these customers that are paying for a program monthly, you know, mm-hmm. and they're paying for these things for information that's already available. But, you know, when you, cre- when you create that scarcity, like, hey, I have information that you need. This is how you get it at this amount every month. And I'm not going to give you my real name. I'm not going to give you all of it. it just, it's just suspect. There's another guy on there. Yeah, like, why would you, like, why would he not give you a real name? That's, that's, that's Think weird. about it. Why would someone go out of their way to hide their real name? Because something that they're not proud of is attached to that real name. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's not a big deal, right? Like, if you are who you are, just say who you are, right? Yeah. But if you don't want people to know who you are, you say who you want them to think you are, right? So people said, oh, ML Billion. And he says, even my mom calls you L- ML Billion, but we're, well, what name were you born with? You know what I mean? <laughs> What's your government name? Yeah, and he said, why, why are you my business? He's like, what? Like, people are paying you. This, this guy charges $200 for his entry-level program per month. And people still don't know his real name. Some people have fallen out. Like, there's, again, like I was telling you, there's a clubhouse room specifically about outing him. Multiple rooms about, like, how, you know, he has this program and then sometimes some people got money. T- it was just a long story of people's accounts of having a bad experience with his brand. Right. And there's another person also by the name of uh, J.T. Fox. You ever heard of this guy? I've never heard of J.T. Fox. When you go to his his um, his uh, profile on Clubhouse, mm-hmm. it has like a black badge on there. Mm-hmm. And a black badge means that a lot of people have blocked him because of like abuse and like community oh, abuse. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird stuff, right? That's weird. Yeah, and um, yeah, and they run these rooms that are just really like, you know, predatory, you know. And that's why I'm like, man, like, like now that they add monetization, I wonder what's going to change because, you know, people gonna be really thirsty now. You know, people can create real paywalls to what they want to give, and I don't know, it's gonna get interesting because this is where it's gonna start getting interesting because Clubhouse added this monetization feature in really to kind of like show up. In front of all these people who are trying to compete with them, you know, like, hey, we're going to have a direct to the creator because that's what that's one of their principles. Their business principles is the creator first. So they said, how do we put the creator first? Um, we're going to, you know, give them the whole amount. But here's a game crazier part. So send a dollar. It cost me 34 cents. And people say, why are the fee so high? Like Stripe gets a lot. But really, obviously, off of each transaction, they're getting they're splitting that that fee with Stripe. So that's why they chose Stripe to go with them. And I can't wait because. Uh, rumor is Stripe is going to IPO initial public offering this year. And like, I'm going to put a lot into Stripe. Stripe is such a great company. And the fact that they partnered with Stripe, I'm like, this is even better for Stripe. So if this does become successful, successful for clubhouse, it's going to be, it's going to be even better for Stripe and creating like direct payments for people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, so it's somewhat of an innovation, but, um, yeah. Uh, I know you're familiar. You brought, you brought to me about Amazon go, like, like I, I want to play a video on it or have something on it so y'all could see it. But Amazon Go is basically like the cashierless stores that Amazon is is doing, and they're actually having it in a couple of states right now, and they're going to expand it to a lot of places. But basically, Amazon Go is the uh, like a corner store, like a Seven Eleven or a Sitgo or a racetrack or something like that, right? Yeah, convenience store. You go in. You have to use your app to get in. Everything you put, it's almost like stealing. Everything you put in your pockets, literally, it just knows you have it and you walk out and it charges you. And the store is completely unmanned. Nobody's there. I'm sure they have security at the front, something yeah, like that. It should, some, should be something in there. Yeah, because, you know, those little, the, the doors they had, how someone just goes right under it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or someone hops it real quick. You know what I mean? Like, 
I know no one's going to be like, hey, go, go around, use your app. No one's going to say that, you know? So if someone hopped it and just started putting stuff in their pockets, they just hop it again to leave, right? Yeah. And so I, I'm assuming they have security there. But basically, they're doing the same thing with Amazon Fresh, which is their grocery store, which you could see why, you know, it's a leverage game against um, Whole Foods. And uh, basically, you go in the store, put everything you put in your cart. And I talked about this a couple months ago. Everything you put in your cart shows up on this monitor, and it just knows what you're putting in and taking out. And um, that store as well is cashierless. There's nobody there manning that area. And it starts to make you think a little bit like there's other things that Amazon is doing that's actually expanding its market that people kind of really can't see. Like they have these Amazon goals and fresh in certain markets like Cali and I think New York and Seattle and maybe Florida or something like that. Right. But as far as they have the what is it? The uh, do you know, the Amazon resellers. Yeah. Okay. Amazon resellers are actually purchasing like old babies RSs and toys RSs and, you know, making those like fulfillment centers. And then uh, Amazon themselves are buying actual malls and making that dis- distribution centers. Mm-hmm. So you can see like this kind of takeover on the brick and mortar and making it even more convenient. Yeah. You know, but you know, what do you lose when you have convenience? Like, don't you feel like you lose something? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What do you feel like you lose? Like at least I, I felt this way when I was in college when I when I moved I moved out like man it's one thing if it's one thing about college that I miss it's it's convenient because everything was everything was five ten minutes from mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying friends stores whatever I got to got it like I mean, no what I mean is if you um if you go in a store and there's no cashiers no anything and you just go in and out all that it's an advantage inconvenience right but do you lose something. By making it that convenient, like, is it easier for people to steal or is it, does it become something where grocery shop is not the same like it used to? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think what, what you're seeing is grocery shopping is not the same as it used to be. You're seeing people get, getting their stuff delivered to them now, uh, you know, so I think if they have the proper protocols in place for them to prevent security, I mean, I, I don't think it should be a problem for them going forward. Yeah, well, you know, um, like when Netflix, when they started providing like the convenience of like getting a movie right in your home and um, just watching it right there. Then Blockbuster was trying to compete with them and they couldn't stand up, not even a little bit. But, you know, what people talk about what they missed from Blockbuster versus Netflix is like, yeah, Netflix is more convenient. I could get it right now, right in front of me. But the nostalgia of going in the store and picking up the actual physical item and looking at it and all that. I'm like, I don't know if that's like such a good trade off. You know what I mean? Because. I would take convenience over everything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nostalgia is cool, but convenience is better. Mm-hmm. You know, because, um, you know, Blockbuster, that experience of going there, go, the experience of going to Blockbuster, everyone talks about, oh man, I used to remember the lights and the candy and the popcorn. But I'm like, I remember a lot of times I'll go there and the game I want has been sold out for three weeks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The disappointment you would get from that or like, want to see that movie sold out again. You know, and they say you have to come back at this time. You're like, man, I can't watch this movie. Everyone's talking about, you know, mm-hmm. and that happened with Blockbuster all the time. So, um, yeah, it was nostalgic, but I had some pretty, you know, uh, uh, I just say memories that weren't so great when it came to like um, Blockbuster because of the inconvenience of going to the store and you have to go there over and over and over just to try to check for one thing that you really want, you know. But um, yeah, actually. Um, we were talking about earlier about, okay, so as you know, at the Barber School, Michael's Barber Academy, uh, we're revamping some things and um, make it to where people really get down and look, 
this is what's most important right now, that blend game. Mm-hmm. That blend game. Right? Like, a lot of people work on their look and, like, you know, like, things that really don't show what they're really there for. Like, if you're there, like, to cut hair, right? You could work on your look. You could work on, like, personality and conversation like that. But you're going to have to be good at what you do. And that's why I, I, I say that with anything, you know, like if there's something that you're trying to sell or something that you want to uh, push or whatever, like at the end of the day, like it could be have a good name or it could have a, uh, a good brand or whatever. But what's going to be lasting is like it does it solve the problem it's set out to solve, mm-hmm. you know, and some people are waiting to become successful or waiting to, to get better. But I can tell you right now, you know, spoiler alert, that it's not worth the wait. Like, you don't wait on those things. You have to actually work towards those every day. And it's really difficult. Like, it's to get better and to change and to upgrade, because we should never, in my opinion, ever stay the same ever. Yeah. Ever. Like, you have to be better or different than you were yesterday. Have to. To survive. Because everything changes all the time. And I'd be evolving, man. Yeah. So, like, if, like I, it made me so upset when it came to businesses that would... Clothes, like remember when Walmart would open somewhere, yeah, and then all these little small mom and pops are like, "Oh, Walmart took us out, right?" I'm like, "Uh, why aren't you changing? Why aren't you upgrading and innovating? You know what I mean?" Yeah. So how are you how are you gonna get upset with someone who innovated better than you? Like all those places that quit too early, you know, or quit because or went out of business because they failed to change. It's like, uh, you have you can't say the same forever. And people want that. Say, oh, like no, we need to keep it like what it used to be. It's like no, you need to go where like where people are going. You need to meet people there, you know? Yeah. So that's why I feel like, like we can't ever get into a moment where we're just like staying the same and we have to know that it's not worth waiting for to try to like get better. Like in the future, people do that. Like in the future, I'll do, I'll be better. You know, like, Oh, in three weeks or in a year, I'll be better. But no, it's about what you do right now. Like, what are you doing right now? It's literally like constant work to get better at what you, what you're doing. So you could be an expert or at least be at some level where you could actually like, you know, like do the job that you're set out to do, you know, and, and that's why I encourage for anybody, especially like I say this with the, you know, the students at the barber school is that, look, like you're going to have to learn in in class, on the floor and at home, like constant to if you want to get good at it. And it's not something that you just could come to class for. And that's it. Like, that's why they give you homework. And then you have to work on that and bring something into class so you could achieve something. But hey, you know, um, I wish everyone the best. You know, um, anything else you want to add to the people? Mm-mm, I don't have anything to say. Cool, bro. Well, um, this has been a good one. You already know the next segment is me and my wife, my beautiful wife, Bly. Um, and you're going to always enjoy this one. We always love the chemistry. That's a, that's a, it's a cloud talk right here. We're getting into it. So, as you know, really appreciate you joining us. And we'll see you next week. We love you. Uh, peace out. Peace. <sighs> <laughs> What's wrong with okay, cake? I just told him. Oh my god, I was about to say, um What's going down? Hey, what's going down? What is going down though? What's going down? Hey, what's going down? <laughs> I can I can hear subscribers. I know I'm subscribing. Unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. Yeah, it's like, man, bro, that's the last time I could hear this this woman sing. Hey, that's my wife. That's what I'm talking about. Stand up for your girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually good today. That's crazy, right? Look at you. I know the past few episodes I've been like, I'm all right. Yeah. Today I'm actually good. 
Well, wait, well, why are you so good? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm just I'm just good today. I don't know why. I'm happy. I just don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why I'm happy. I have no idea. I'm usually unhappy. <laughs> no, that's not true. I'm, I'm most of the times I'm happy, but today I'm in a good mood. Um, yeah, I had a good day today at work. Nothing like to complain about. You know, usually there's always something to complain about, but today is good. It's funny. It's like you're happy, so. Let's let's unpack that. Let's unpack this happiness. <laughs> usually, yeah. Usually, when you unpack things, it's never usually a good thing. So I wonder True. if people would say like, "Oh, you're happy." Let's 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 unpack this. Oh my god. Well, I am happy. I had uh, we had Wingstop for dinner, oh, and okay. the wings was on perm. Man, they made it perfect. Perfect on perm. You hear me? Yeah. Okay. What are the flavors? So you got to have the hot lemon pepper. Mm. That's number one. Like, that's number one. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, that's number one. And just so y'all know, mm-hmm. we inspired Wingstop for this particular fl- flavor, but continue. We did. We really did. We told them, hey, can you make us the lemon pepper wings tossed in the hot sauce? But then we said, hey, can you give us hot wings and season it with lemon pepper? So, you know, either one, you know, it's on the menu. Mm-hmm. But we got that. You got to get, got to get that. Then we got the spicy Korean, which is really good. My favorite. Your favorite, your new favorite, yeah, your new favorite. It's, and it's not that spicy, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. And then we got the uh, oh, what was the other one? The mango habanero. Yes, you're, okay, that's one you like. Yeah, that was really good. And I'm not a sweet, salty type of person. You know, I'm I'm really not that type of girl. You know what I'm saying? I'm either sweet or salty. But this is really good. I like the mango habanero. It's really good. I don't know what it is about it, but I like Wing it. Wing connoisseur. Okay. Look, look. I'm yeah. a spokesperson for Wingstop. You know, you got the side with the veggies. Oh, you got to have the veggies because the carrots be on perm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. <laughs> Remember the big thing where people, like, do you hate when people give you facts that you've already heard, like, that are really old? Yes. I mean, they were like, Hey, did you know that Wingstop puts sugar on their fries? Like, bro, like, that's like 15 years ago. You don't have to ago. tell me that. You, you could just taste it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to tell me. But I do like their fries, too, because they put sugar on it. <laughs> but their fries are good. They be on point, too. But, yeah, I, I like Wingstop. It's a nice little treat for us. You know, we get it maybe, like, not even once a month. Maybe, like, once every couple of months. So, it's it's definitely a treat for us. So, it yeah, is. It put me in a good little mood. You know when people say... Hey, you know, like McDonald's fries, if you like, you know, lots of fries and it's like over a year, you know, the fries still look the same. I was like, so that's old news. I know that's old news. And so I'm still yeah. going to eat their fries. Did you know the burger still looks is like, bro, <laughs> have some new facts. Right. And I'd be like, so I'm still going to eat it. <laughs> like, why are you telling me? Somebody actually on TikTok uh, did that. I think a mom had a hamburger for like 20 years. Yeah. The long Yeah. 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 The and old she woman. opened it. No, it wasn't an old woman. She the was the man. He put it in his pocket. No, this was like a mom who has like two teenage kids. Um, so I think it's 20 years. I could be wrong. Maybe 15 years. But she had a burger for a really long time and she opened it and it still looked the same. And the fries too. Everything still looked the same. I was like, that's disgusting. Like no mold or nothing <laughs> on it. No fly flew out when it unwrapped it. <laughs> no, nah, the one that I saw was crazy was a guy who he came home mm-hmm. and his wife said like, you know, you're not supposed to eat burgers or anything like that. Yeah. So he ate one of the burgers in the car. Mm-hmm. And when he was coming in, he didn't eat the last burger, so he put it in his jacket pocket. Yeah. And then he hung up his jacket and forgot about his jacket for like 20-something years. Oh, my God. He don't do no spring cleaning? <laughs> the hell? <laughs> he, takes out, he takes it out, he looks in the pocket, finds a burger, unwraps it, looks perfectly new. 
<laughs> so what about the salt, like the ketchup and stuff? That just evaporates or? No, I think is it's it still there. You know, it just goes all, you know, turns all hard and all that. That's so gross. I mean, yeah. I'm still going to eat there, but, you know, it's still gross. Yeah, and it's like, can you believe you're putting this into your body? It's like, mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They got the best <laughs> fries out there and I ain't tripping. Yeah, no, their fry technology is on Man. another level. You remember they tried to change their oil or something? Yeah. And it was like the fries didn't taste the same? Yeah, it was, Um, I think they still did change the oil, but they... They, they went back. They, they did something different to bring yeah, it back. They to brought what it, it was. back because people were like protesting. Because they try to make it like healthier by changing yeah. the oil. People were like, no, because it they got cold faster. Yeah. It wasn't the it same. It just didn't have that same yellowness, that golden, <laughs> you know, that golden crisp. To and you know what I like saying? about that? They, they, you know, they make sure that they give the longest fries. Mm-hmm. It gets the longest one. So, yeah. like, when they chop it, they want the long potatoes. Oh. So, they can get a long fry. I like the long ones. Because yeah, they kind of soft a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So very, that's I my like, favorite ones. Really? Yeah. You like the uh, fries from Chick-fil-A where they have, you like you call them what, the turtle back fries? Ew, I don't like those. You don't? No, I just eat those because I know the boys won't. And I eat them, but when I eat them, you get mad at me for eating them. It's kind of kind of disgusting. No, you get mad because I eat them before you do. I don't want those. Why do you say I want those? <laughs> I you do. No, I don't want those. <laughs> I like those fries. <laughs> I'm a potato girl, so yeah, it's too thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't like it. I like it. Yeah. I don't know why I like those fries. And it's kind of deformed. That's what it kind of. I know you said they look like little turtles. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like turtle, uh, the turtle shells. Yeah, <laughs> over here talking about fries. If you talk about fries, y'all better hit crispy crunchy chicken. Ooh. Okay. So all right, y'all. Since we're talking about food. Since we're talking about food, I love their chicken. Like, okay, I'm a church's girl. I know I've said this on this podcast before if you guys listened. I love church's chicken. I don't care if the chicken ain't real. I don't care if the chicken falls <laughs> on the floor. Like, I really don't care. I love their chicken. Yeah. And now we get crispy, crunchy chicken. Mm-hmm. And their chicken is really good. We had it in a refrigerator for probably like two days. And we, you know, just put it in a microwave. We didn't air fry it or anything. And it was still crispy. And juicy and delicious. And juicy and delicious. I said, what? And their fries are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all got to try it. I put a few people on. You put me yeah, on. Yeah, look, my homegirl <laughs> Jazz from high school, mm-hmm. she at the park or something like that. And, you know, she was like, what? Um, me and my son looking for a good chicken spot. Like, where's yeah. a good chicken spot? I was like, you need to try, like, crispy, crunchy chicken. It's like. Hold up. I ain't never heard no crispy, crunchy chicken. Oh, my God. So how's it going to be that good if I ain't never heard of it? I'm like, it's right it's there. It's really good. And I was like, it's really good. And she's yeah. like, I don't believe you. Are you saying it's like good, like seasoned good yes. and this? Yes. And I'm like, yeah. And then she, when it got to, all right, I'm going to take your word for it. And she got it. And mm-hmm. then I hit her up later. I was like, hey, what'd you think? And yeah. she's like, I ain't going to lie. It's the best chicken I've ever had. I'm telling you. And I love like churches. I love Popeye's. I love fried chicken. But this chicken is really good. Like, I don't know who owns this spot. I don't know if it's a little hole in the wall. I think it's a franchise. Really? Mm -hmm. That chicken's good. Y'all got to try it. Wherever y'all at, if they got one near you, try it. I thought about, I was like, man, maybe I should franchise Crispy Crunchy Chicken. You, I mean, you should. I think you talked about that before. But you look at everything as a business. Yeah, I was like, maybe I should... No, but that wouldn't be a bad idea. I just don't know if I want to go into, like, fried chicken. Yeah, I won't go into... But, I mean, who should go into fried chicken? Like, come on. Like, seriously... We should be owning all the fried chicken spots, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. So we remember we even Googled all the fried chicken spots, like to see who owned, like if they were black owned or whatever. And churches, no, Popeyes is not black owned. Mm-hmm. Churches isn't black owned. Um, but Williams Chicken is black owned. Yeah, Dallas, Texas. Yeah, in Dallas, Texas. So that was pretty dope. Um, and I don't know if we looked up crispy crunchy chicken. I'm not sure. If I we don't Googled think so. Them. We have to look them up. But yeah, we were just curious one day, and we were like. 
you know, black people, we always trying to, you know, we always talk about chicken. chicken. We talk yeah. about, you know, like you can't come between a black man and his chicken, all this kind of stuff. But then you look and you're like, okay, there's Why no. Why are we not owning any of them? I wonder what's what's up with that, you know? Especially like Popeyes. I thought Popeyes was black owned, you know, especially coming from, I think, Louisiana, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it would be black owned. I mean, it's like a really good flavorful, you know, fried chicken. And to find out it's not even black owned, I was like, man, we need to be. Out here owning all the fried chicken spots. Yeah, this is um, Neil mm-hmm. One Bane. Oh. Whoever Neil One Bane is. He owns Crispy Crunchy Chicken? Yeah. White guy. Oh, okay. Well. But, you know, he got some. Um, that's interesting. I wonder it where is. they're from. Louisiana. Oh, wow. That's weird. I've never seen a Crispy Crunchy Chicken in Louisiana. Oh, maybe I have. Yeah, I actually, so. I don't know if that it is from Louisiana, but it said Louisianians. Yeah, is that well, what? Is that they're even true? from Louisiana, so maybe that's what it is. <laughs> they're from Louisiana. Moved to Waxahachie. <laughs> Opened up a fried chicken spot. Yeah, but you know, um, yeah, the things that if it's such a stereotype, then you should really own that stereotype yeah, exactly. like, for real. I'll be okay with that. Yeah. Bly's chicken. <laughs> Would you want your own chicken spot? No. <laughs> Why? Well, I make pretty good chicken, you fried do. chicken, but it's just, um, you know, I like to cook, but I just don't cook like that. You can't see yourself like in the kitchen like nah, that all day. No, I, I really can't, especially when it comes to fried chicken. As much as I love to eat it, I hate to cook it because it's so messy. Like I, the way I do it is old school. You know, I got the the flour in the the paper bag. You know what I mean? I'm dipping the chicken in there, back into the bowl with the the eggs, back into the the batter. You know, and then I'm throwing it in the deep fryer. So I don't do the air fry fried chicken. You know, I don't do like the oh let's do the oven bake fry. I don't do that. I hear, I do I hear like people the, right now like hey don't sleep. Yeah, hey don't, don't sleep. Don't say, I mean don't <laughs> sleep. You're right. I'm gonna have to try the new the new age fried chicken. But yeah. I just do the old school, and it's always messy your hands are dirty you know you got flour everywhere in the kitchen so that's why i never really cook it. i think i probably cook fried chicken maybe two three times a year maybe. Have, a, have a fried fish same thing it's just, it just gets so messy and I, I just love fried food but to cook it is just a headache for me so oh interesting that's why i rarely ever cook it and then the cleanup too like the oil and all that stuff you got to clean all that up it's just too much for me how about a new orleans like could you create something like that like a new orleans Food bites place. That would be kind of cute. You know what I mean? Like, can you do like a crepes place? Not a crepes. I've never made a crepe in my life. <laughs> but I love to eat crepes. Yeah. I probably would do, if I did small bites, I probably would do like little small, like little crawfish etouffee bowls mm-hmm. and like little gumbo bowls and something like that. Like a crawfish Monica pasta bowl. What would you call it? You know, Bly's. Oh my God. You know, everything has to have my name in it. So it'll be like, uh, eat at Bly's. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Something like that, I guess. Would you be the cook? No, I wouldn't be the cook. No, indeed. So you oh, you wouldn't even be part of that at all? I mean, I would probably create the menu or create the ingredients for the the meals, but I wouldn't be back there cooking. (laughs) It'd be like, welcome to Bly's uh, Eatery. Then a year later, it closes down. Not even a year after a month, I realized I ain't making no money. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna have to shut this down. Like, hey, uh, what happened to your spot? It's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. nope. It, I wasn't making no money. No, no, I'm good. After that grand opening, I'm good. That's funny. That's mm-hmm. funny. Um, what else has been new for, uh, with you? I've been focusing on my palettes. That's been doing really, really well. I have three events. This yeah, you're weekend. Killing, really killing it. I'm like super excited. I mean, I'm I'm excited, but I'm scared because. You know, I think 
I didn't really think this through, you know, like I just was like, I want to do it. And I just started, you know, promoting it. And then I'm getting booked and I'm like, okay, I still have a full time job. Like, how am I going to do both? You know, so I'm just kind of struggling with trying to do both, which so far I've been successful in doing both. Um, And just, you know, I, I think it's just having customers book me early in advance so I can request those days off from work and not have to call in or anything crazy like that. Um, Because I still want to be, you know, super productive in my full-time job. I still want to do what I'm supposed to do when I, you know, go there. But then at the end of the day, I still have my, you know, palettes that I, you know, love and head over heels for. And I want to put my 100% in that too. So, um, I don't know. I just hate telling people no. I'm like, no, I can't do it this week. Yeah, it or, sounds like you're not you really know, in business or yeah, something. Yeah, like, what? or I'm, they probably think I don't take it seriously. And oh. I'm like, you know, some people have to say no because they want the same day that other people have already booked. So that's always like, no, I'm so sorry, but I have this day, you know, and they, obviously they don't want that day. Or, or I was say, or maybe you could mm-hmm. um, uh, have a calendar of the availability. Yeah. But I, I don't know if that will work. I mean, yeah. which I do have, but then my work schedule is not made oh, in yeah. advance like that, mm-hmm. you know. So luckily, my work schedule has been made for up to like the next three or four weeks. So I kind of know what my schedule looks like. But those things change, you know. So, um, you know, it's just like it's just really hard to tell right now. But I mean, right now I'm doing really, really good. I have, like I said, I have three this weekend that I'm super duper excited for, and then next month I already have I think like five. Wow. You know, so I'm just like, I'm just blessed and I'm just so thankful. And I'm just like, I just can't even believe that people just are booking me, you know? So, yeah, it's unbelievable because um, a few, like a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. you're like, all right, it's, start, it's time to like knock the dust off yeah. and get back to it. And, get and then back now to you're it. back to it for I know, real. I know. And, and the crazy part is, I've kind of held back on promoting because I don't want people to keep booking me because I don't have like, the schedule to do it. So before I'm like, okay, posting, you know, every day, or I'm in the backyard, like recreating uh, tables and different looks and posting those and giving people like ideas and keeping it on their minds. Like, Oh, I can really, Mm -hmm. you know, book her or whatever. And I was doing it consistently. And then I just kept getting booked and booked and booked. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Like, okay, let me kind of like cut back on the promoting and I have, but people still are booking. So they're yeah. going back to like the tables that I posted last year to say, Hey, I want this exact table, but can you kind of change it up a little bit? So now I'm just like, huh, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's the hardest so, part about prom- promoting services because you yeah. have to balance out the labor that you have to put yes, out and you're exactly. like, man, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. So just trying to make myself available, you know, and then I don't check my Instagram because I am at work, you know, 40 hours a week so if somebody hit me up at like let's say 10 a.m i'm not gonna check it till probably like 4 5 6 p.m and so a lot of times i'll you know when i do respond they're like oh don't worry i went with someone else or it'll be more like okay do you have this day and this day is already booked and taken and i'm just like i'm so sorry you know i can't do it that day (laughs) you know but you know what it's it's definitely like a good thing to to have people want you than to not have people want you i could tell you something that's a little bit inspirational behind it mm-hmm. is that there's this gentleman who's in actually in houston texas okay and he is actually um i forgot what you call it you know the people who do autopsies yes and so he's that type of a doctor okay and um when he was trying to like he like he loves cooking so he's like trying to cut he's like they're not good knives yeah then he realized 
these opto- like uh, not optometry, but know, you know whatever he used for op- autopsies. Yeah, that knife. He made he made a certain blade for it. Oh wow! So then on the side of his job, mm-hmm. he was making these knives. Oh wow! Yeah, and there is literally a waiting list that is over a year. Really? For his knives. What? Because he doesn't. He says this is just a side passion project. Yeah. I love my job. I right, love everything right. I do there. This is not even to make money. This is just to provide a side thing. Yeah, a high level, high quality knife that doesn't exist. And oh he's like God. on the news talking about it. Wow. He's over here talking about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is like people are like I've been waiting this long and they pull it out and it cut. They're like, oh my, it's the best blade ever. That's what I need. We need that. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> but the awesome. price is pretty high. I'm sure it is yeah. for something that doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm sure it is. So it's expensive. like three hundred for or like a small. Oh, and then what? like 700 something for like the medium size and then for a full size is like a thousand something i wonder how much that set costs hopefully you get like a little discount if you buy out three yeah three knives for like 12.99 1299 dollars <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know about that so you know he didn't have any he's not looking to say oh this is so big i need to quit my job he's yeah. more like look they could wait right right you know what i mean if they want this type of quality they have to come to me yeah so it works out for him that makes sense because I mean I'm not ready to quit my job and I'm not you know my, my job I love it but then at the same time I hate it I have a love-hate relationship with my job so it's like I don't know if I want to go full-time with the palace but if that is the case then I'm all for it you know what do you mean you love it and then you hate it because I mean I love what I do but then at the same time there's like you know that's good and bad and everything so a lot of times when I get to my job I'm just like oh, here we go again, you know. But then when I'm in it and I'm helping customers who are actually like great customers, then mm-hmm. I start to love it. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm he- helping like the assholes, then I'm like, oh, I hate my job, you yeah. know. So it's just like a love hate relationship that I battle with, you know, which there, I'm sure most most people do. Different type of asshole when it's like retail, right? Oh my god, <laughs> this entitled, yeah, yeah, man. They be cursing you out and everything, and all you gonna do is just look at them. Mm-hmm. I be like, oh girl, just wait till I clock out. <laughs> Talk like I talk like I will meet you in that parking lot for real. But yeah, you know it's all good. I try not to take it personally. So you know, people scream, they just scream. Whatever, I don't even care anymore. Wow, and this the summer, like the spring just started. Yeah, it just hit. Yep, Easter was last week, or yeah, yeah. So did Easter. you enjoy your Easter? I did. We had a great Easter. We did. So the boys were with their uh, Nana and Papa. So we just like we did nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, we went out to eat Saturday night, which was like really cute because we just was like, oh, let's just go walk around, you know, outside, catch some some, you know, great air or whatever, fresh air. Then walked into a restaurant, sat down and started eating on mm. Saturday night in like our sweatpants and hoodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was cute. And then we were like in bed majority of the day for Easter. So it was like no pressure and just very relaxing. We had breakfast and we just chilled, you know, and then we got up, got dressed, went to your parents house and you know the boys were there our nephews were there so they got to play and they did an easter egg hunt your mom she's so gangster she put money in the easter egg. yeah so they the boys love that yeah which we did leave the money at the house so i don't know how that works like, oh we did your mom the just take the money she put it back in her purse <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah the boys they and loved the candy. it and the candy yeah yeah, I need to go get that. Yeah, you do. Not ASAP. the money, but the candy. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> but Easter was good. But, you know, we, um, I, I bought a ton of stuff for the boys for Easter. And I ended up just giving them um, this, like, singing dinosaur that poops out eggs that my mom actually bought for them. So I just gave them that when they came home. 
And then, um, yeah, so I haven't even made their Easter basket or anything. Like, all the stuff that I purchased for them is, like, tucked away somewhere. So maybe we'll celebrate Easter again this weekend. Just keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Like a... Just like a, another Easter yeah, day. You know? Yeah, just, just keep it going. I think they'll love it. Man, you know, um, I learned today, since so you're talking about, like, the Bible. A oh, really? Bit. Okay. So they said that um, a rich man mm-hmm. won't... A rich man won't make it to heaven. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a Bible verse. Oh. And it says something about a gentleman who um, who said that, you know, he's been doing everything right and he would like to go, like, what does he need to do to go to heaven? And he said that, you know, the, the likelihood of a rich man going to heaven is the same likelihood of, like, a camel going through the eye of a needle. Really? Yeah, and he's, I was like, what? I'd never heard this, right? Yeah. And two people said it to me today, like... Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, rich people won't go to heaven. I was like, what? They Even said, if they're giving and no? Yeah, they said that, like, well, the guy said, like, if you had a chance to go to heaven and give up all your belongings, your, you know, um, I guess, yeah, give up all your, mm-hmm. what do you call that? Um, blessings. Not blessings, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and <clears throat> all your, you know, the, your, your jewels, not valuables, your, everything that you have. Yeah, your, yeah. Yeah, and the they stuff said, you can't take with you. Yeah, yeah. Would you give all that away to go to heaven? He's, he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, but that's what you're gonna have to do to get to heaven. But that's not a life you would choose. Mm. You know, like you're gonna have to give all that away in order to get into the gates of heaven. But you are you gonna choose to do that? Oh, so wait, so a poor man will get into heaven, but not a rich man? Yeah, and um, let me see if I could. Um, that's very interesting, because I would think that if you are rich, hopefully. You're not being greedy and you are giving back and you're, you know, taking care of people who are less fortunate than you. But I wonder why. I wonder what Bible verse that is. Yeah. And also, it's like, um, I want to find it so y'all could, like, know what I'm talking about because yeah. it kind of threw me off. I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah, I need, I need to know. So that means we shouldn't, like, want to be rich? <laughs> no, I don't think it has anything to do with that. Look, I'm, yeah. I'm almost going to get there. I don't want y'all to lose interest. And um, I mean, if anybody knows, definitely hit us up. Let us know because that's very interesting. Yeah, here it is. Okay. It says, the eye of a needle is scripture quoting Jesus recorded in the synoptic gospels. I tell you the truth. It is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. It is hard, but not impossible. Yeah. And okay. then the part of it says, um, I'll tell you the truth. It is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Mm. And then he says, the saying was a response to a young rich man who asked Jesus uh, what he needed to do to inherit eternal life. Jesus replied that he should keep the commandments, um, uh, which the man replied that he had done so. Jesus responded, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have uh, treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. The young man became sad and was unwilling to do that. Of course he was. <laughs> Jesus then spoke uh, that response, leaving his disciples uh, astonished. 
Oh, wow. Is that interesting? That is very interesting. But see, that goes to show you that people value the wrong things, mm -hmm. you know. But I guess why you, that's why they say, you know, you can't take those things with you. Yeah. You know? Like, it's okay to just give it up. But then you want to, but I, but if you work hard, you, should you be able to enjoy it while you're here? And then, like before you die, you give it away or no? Yeah, but then it's I like thought, but then I was thinking, I was like, let's talk, let's 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 break that down. What's rich? You yeah, know what I mean? What is rich? Yeah, because everybody has a different definition of rich. Because a, a million dollars to you is nothing to like a billionaire. Mm -hmm. You know, so or let's say a thousand dollars to a person who's. Like impoverished, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they were like, "Man, this guy's rich." You know, and maybe rich could be where you just—it's you, your family. You got like, a, you know, you live in paycheck to paycheck, but you got a roof of, a roof over your head. That could be rich mm -hmm. in some eyes too. So I wonder, yeah, what what is rich? What's the definition yeah. of rich? Does it mean that you have a lot of money, or is it what you value as what's exactly, rich? exactly? And then when you talk about worldly possessions, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, if God or Jesus was to ask me today to give up all my worldly possessions, I'm like, that's no brainer. Yeah, exactly. Like, I could care less about the worldly possessions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the car, the house, I mean, jewelry. I mean, yeah. who, who cares about all that? But what about the car and the house? Like, where would you live? I mean, I'm assuming I'm not going to be on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's going to be just a test. He's I like, mean, I was just testing you. No, Lord. <laughs> Such I a did, good dude. Yo, my God. Look, he know your heart. Yeah. Look, you know how people be like, he know my heart. Yeah, and I, so that threw me off because, you know, one of my employees yeah. was on the phone and he was talking about something like, you know, he, want, he wants a salary or something like that, right? <laughs> and then he's like, um, you know, he wants to make like X amount per week. And mm -hmm. he's, just, he's like, look, I'm not trying to get rich. I was like, yeah, you can get rich. He's like, nah, because I won't get into heaven. I was like, what? You won't get wow. into heaven. Yeah. So then as I'm saying that, you know, my assistant was mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's true. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Both of them are telling me the same thing at the same time. I was like, hold on, hold on, what? And he's explaining it, and she's explaining it, like, mouthing it, like, no, because, the, you know, with the eye of the needle, I was like, what? Hold on, both of y'all, what are y'all saying? And oh, then, wow. he's like, yeah, you, you know, you never heard that. That's my employees. Like, yeah. you never heard that? You know that, um, uh, you know, rich man don't go to heaven? I'm just trying to live a comfortable life. I'm not trying to get rich. Not a comfortable life. Yeah. But then that's what's the definition of rich? I know that's what we were unpacking you know, after. They yeah, they might think that you're rich, and you may think that you're not rich. Yeah, exactly. So everybody's definition of rich is different. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how that works. I know, and that's why I was like, "Maybe what is? What? How do you? How do you um, understand this? You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. But I, I don't think it's meant literally. Like if you're rich, that you. What I think it means is that like if you're rich and stay rich. When, mm -hmm. you're, when you're dead, you're not going to get into heavy or something like that. Yeah, but I feel like if you're rich or if you have money and you have enough to give back and you don't, maybe that's considered rich. Yeah. Like if you have enough to, to cover your overhead and you still have money left over to give back, whether it be volunteering or, you know, monetary or whatever, and you don't, maybe that's considered rich. And, yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Maybe, um... We need to talk, talk to a pastor. Yeah, we do. Look, I got a deacon. Uh, my cousin is a deacon. I could call yeah, him real quick. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, break this down for me yeah. real quick. You know what? I might actually call him whenever we both are free. We should call him yeah, and, and yeah. talk to him because, yeah, he'll break that down for us. Yeah, and then he's like, hold on, what scripture? <laughs> Cause I was no, like, he be knowing. He I know, because I was like, T.D. Jakes is rich, right? Yeah, he has Joel like a Osteen, Yeah, Joel Osteen is rich. D yes. Yeah, so... I don't know if it's if you consider like this is how I see rich maybe rich is maybe 
you just have a bunch of stuff just mm-hmm. for you, like selfish. Exactly. But when you have like, let's say Jeff Bezos, who mm-hmm. all his wealth is in the the business he's doing. So it's not like yeah. he has a billion dollars or billions of dollars cash. Right, right. It's in the value of his business. So maybe it's not that he, like if he had a billion dollars cash and he's hoarding it, mm-hmm. that would be different. I feel like right. that would be maybe a poor use of your wealth, right? Yeah. And but, if you're not giving back, exactly. that too, you know? So... Yeah. How, can you, how can you be living in a mansion when there's like homeless people on your street? Like, are you giving back? You if know? you live in Houston, it's not a big deal. Well, you know, there's so many people, homeless <laughs> people in Houston, and there's so many rich people in Houston too. So yeah, it's funny. Someone was like, um, "They want to move to Houston." They're like, um, "I was like, yeah." The only thing about it is like, you know, the homeless. They haven't really solved the homeless issue over there. It's like, uh, Dallas. We have a whole bunch of homeless. I was like, you think Dallas has a bunch of homeless? Wait till you get to Houston. <laughs> till you get to Houston. Man, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, in Dallas, it's kind of like certain areas. I feel like in Houston, it's everywhere. It's really sad, though, because it it's gotten tremendously worse. It's worse. I feel like every time we go to Houston, I always see more and more homeless people. And it's like I said, it's not like where, you know, downtown, that's pretty much everybody's downtown. You'll see a lot of, like, homeless people. But when they start to be in, like, neighborhoods, or like right off of every exit on the highway, you're like, this is this is a lot. This yeah. is a lot of homeless people. If I was gonna be homeless. Oh God, where would you live? California. This boy gonna lay on the beach. Yeah, well, okay, look, if you had a choice. I think it's, you can't do that though. <laughs> you know what? What I, mean? I think the police be out there like, uh, excuse me, sir, you cannot be sleeping on the beach. I don't think you can No, though. no, no, what I'm saying is, if I was home, if I had to choose, think mm-hmm. about it. I don't think a lot of homeless people are in like Milwaukee. You know what I mean? Or Colorado. It's too cold. Yeah, they could be though. You don't know. I know I wouldn't be homeless in Chicago. Heck no. You need a home in Chicago. I'll be homeless in Florida. I'll pick Florida. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? But then it'd be too hot though. You got more hot weather than cold weather. Mm. So yeah, probably California. But see, I don't like cold weather. California's not cold. But at the nights. At night is at cold. nights is cold. But yeah. in the day, you could yeah, but at nighttime, that's when you really like. That's when you. That's when homeless hits. Like I'm really homeless. I feel like it would be at nighttime. Man. So I would have to be like probably Florida where it's hot. But I mean, don't you like it kind of cool with a blanket? Yeah, I'll just stay in Texas. You stay in Texas? I'll just stay in Texas. What? Well, which part of Texas? Yeah, I don't know. Dallas, the, <laughs> the nicest part. Oh, Austin. Austin's pretty cool because it's like outdoorsy. Yeah. I'll do Austin. I wonder if they have homeless people in rural places. Cause, you know, be like the town drunk or something like that, you know? Oh, my God. Not the town drunk. We have a town drunk here. We do? Yeah, the guy that always, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's always around the barber school. Yeah. Yeah, he's like the town drunk. He's always drinking. Yeah, and he's always he's mad. He's so cool. Yeah, he's yeah. always mad. He's always talking to himself, but he's yeah. so cool. <laughs> I'm like, this man is crazy. Yeah. That is funny. Well, it's not funny. No, it's not funny. But one of my coworkers, she actually, um, she's very, very, like, heavy in the, like, homeless community, like, uh, donating and you know, getting them like clothes and shelter and all that stuff. And um, her, I want to say mother-in-law was homeless. Um, so she's like very familiar with like pretty much everybody in the homeless commu- community in Dallas. So she's doing it big so far. I'm really proud of her. So well, that's amazing. Get mm-hmm, yeah, her and a few people, they go out there, they, you know, give clothes and blankets and toys and all kind of stuff. So she's like super duper passionate about it. Every time she talks about it, she cries. Like she's so wow. passionate about it. Yeah. You know, who's really look, I wouldn't even consider this my homegirl. Okay. But there's this white girl in California mm-hmm. who pretends to be homeless once per year for a week. And her and her friends get, get together. Listen to this. They go to Dick's Sporting Goods, <laughs> buy a tent, <laughs> 
go out there, have the portable chargers, portable snacks, all that, living out, and they're like showing like themselves out there being homeless for a week and really getting to the experience of understanding what it is to be without a home. But that don't sound like they're homeless. It just sounds like they're camping. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> like they're on a camping trip in a tent with food mm-hmm. and a phone. It's, look, it's so out of touch. That don't make no sense. I said, man, how disrespectful. Very disrespectful. To say, oh, okay, look, I want to understand what it truly is to be homeless. So let me get my iPhone charger. <laughs> let me get my, let me buy a brand new tent. Like, ma'am, you're camping. That's what you're doing. You're camping in the middle of the city. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you even out there helping the homeless people? Like, are you giving them your food? Are you giving them your blankets or your tents? Like, what are you doing? But like, some people are just out of touch like that, you know? Like, they, you know, that's the whole performative part oh, of, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it happens a lot in Dallas where you, you have it a lot of times, like, older white women are, like, huge into, like, charities of helping oh, yeah, of underprivileged kids and all this, right? Mm-hmm. And then the people who work for them or the people who work with them that are of color, mm-hmm. they treat terribly. Yeah, or don't even like see, that. like, they li- don't even literally see them. Or yeah. they're being an elevator and be like, <gasps> you know what I mean? You know, like, come on now. It's always like that. And then, you know, you got the people who donate to, um, you know, to the homeless or they're feeding the homeless, but they're filming it the whole time to put on their social media. I'm like... Why are y'all even doing this? What do you think about that, though? I don't, I don't know. Some what do you think that, that comes I don't from? Like. Well, you know, it's all about, oh, you know, this person, you, you're such a good person. It's just praise. People want praise. People want other people to know that they're doing good. It's the kindness of their hearts or whatever. But I just think it's so fake. Like, not everything has to be posted on social media. If you're going to go out there and feed the homeless, just feed the homeless. You don't have to post it. But some people really be out there posting it. Like, somebody will drive by a homeless person, get out their car, give them some money, and do all this. And people be filming it. And I be like, why are y'all doing that? Like, get, crazy to me. The word for praise in um, Asan is gen. 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 G-E-E-N. Gen. That's what y'all doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think the ones that are really cool is, like, the barbers who go out there and give them haircuts. Love that. You know, that's Love super that. dope. Or the ones who, um, you know, do styling. They go out there and they, they style them up and get them ready for, like, a uh, not a photo shoot. Maybe a photo shoot or, like, a no, job interview. No, they just clean them up. and Yeah, 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 yeah. like, that's kind of cool because you can kind of see, like, a before and after. And they're not doing it to say, hey, look at me or anything like that. They're just saying, we just out here. If you want to come get a haircut, come get a haircut. But when it's, like, you're walking out there, you're giving them money or you're giving them food or you out there just like you know I don't, it's to me it's just all fake and phony i just hate seeing stuff like that yeah i know because it's funny like more people should do it and not yeah. show it and not show it just do it yeah and just do it yeah. yeah just do it unless you're like hey i'm volunteering at this shelter we could use more people we're here all day come out do you know what i mean like that's different because you're getting people to come or you wanting people to donate money here's how you can donate here here's how you can help that's different but when there's a homeless person outside and your friend is filming you give them money it's like for what like, so people could just say, good job, person. You're such a great person. Keep it up. It's like, you know what's funny? So dumb. That might be a tell. It might mean that they're a bad person, mm-hmm. but in order to wash away being such a bad person, they exactly. must see, they must show people that they're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because most people that literally I have a few people in my head who do that. Me too. <laughs> and I'm like, they're not good people. No, they're not. 
And then they do it, and, and once they do it, they'll say something like, um, you know, oh, hopefully I get good karma. You know, so obviously you're doing it for something. You know, you're not doing it just because you want to. You're doing it because you hope that God sees it and that you get blessed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just so dumb. People are just so dumb. That's why I always get upset because it's like, it's not about what, how you work, where you work, mm-hmm. who you know. Mm-hmm. It's how you treat people. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> if there's a certain way where people are looking and then they have integrity and they're like, oh. You know, yeah, act all nice, mm-hmm. but when people aren't looking, you cheat people like you know, like trash. Trash, exactly. It's like, come on now, like exactly. it's just disingenuous. So when I see it, <sighs> I keep on scrolling, <laughs> <laughs> like swipe, swipe, swipe. You you uh, like the photo? Be like, I see you. No, heck, no, <laughs> definitely not me. Man, well, um, yeah. I, how do we get to that about being homeless? I have no I know, idea. I, I, I know I talked about the whole riches and all that. Oh, that's probably how you know we just be bouncing from story to story. Yeah, I know, I know, but we've been on this uh, new show. Finally, got blah on the show that she could finally not fall asleep to. What you mean? First of all, you fell asleep the first time we started watching it. Yes. Huh? Yes, you did. <laughs> so. Well, you want to tell him what? What are you, what are you waiting on? The name of the show. You gonna tell him? <laughs> you don't want me. You wanted me to say it first. I want you to say it. Wandavision. Have y'all seen Wandavision? Y'all have to watch it. It's so good. I think we're gonna finish it probably tonight. Mm-hmm. I think we got like one episode left or two maybe. Or maybe two. Man, it's so good. It's on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of like. So you know how we were on like Mandalorian really hard. This is kind of like another good show to start watching. It's very not similar, but it's Marvel Marvel heroes, I guess. Yeah. Um. So if you watch like the Avengers and all that stuff, it's the characters from the Avengers, and it's such a good show. It's very trippy, and you it's you question a lot of what's happening, and you don't understand it. At least me, I don't understand a lot that happened. But once I started to think about it, like even today. I was like, oh, that's why they did this is because of the Avengers. So you, if you watch the, if you're a Marvel, you know, fan or whatever, then you can kind of like put pieces together. But, um, but yeah, it's a really, really good show. Yeah, I love the acting. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, it goes from funny to serious yes. to confusing, confusing to yeah. like cliffhanger to action. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And I was sleeping on it before because I'll see people talk about it like, oh, um, WandaVision. Oh, man. It'll be coming out like every week. So I think they mm-hmm. dropped a new episode every week. Oh, like Mandalorian. I think maybe. Yeah. Because okay, yeah. people kept talking about it every week. And it's like, yeah. oh, man, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I thought Wanda Sykes was going to be in it, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> She's funny, though. I like it. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, Wanda got her own show. Oh, God. Not so, even close. So I'm thinking it's like a version or like a version of her yeah. doing something. So then I saw this robot guy and I was like, Okay, what's this? Yeah. And then um, I was like, let me, I stubbornly didn't want to go into it because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to be another, you know, when the people say, this is such a good show. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, they don't have taste like I have taste. Oh my God. I'll, I'll, I'll really tell you if it's a good show. Now, see, I'm like, damn, this whole good. <laughs> but the first episode, it was like black and white. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. I thought mm-hmm. it was like an I Love Lucy type thing. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this, but I'm going to be open-minded and just watch it. And then as I'm watching it, something happened where it did it like kind of glitch. And I was like, oh, what was that? You mm-hmm. know, remember, I, you remember I was telling mm-hmm. you, I was like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. I was like, something's weird. Something weird just happened. And I, I don't get it. You know, so I say, like, okay, let me watch the second episode. The same thing. I was like, 
Okay, this is kind of getting interesting because something weird is happening, and I want to figure out what that weirdness yeah, is. You yeah. Know? So now, I mean, I'm all in it. It's giving me nightmares and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Give you nightmares. Or I can't sleep because I feel like I'm actually in the TV show. Multiple nightmares is giving you? Yeah. Like, every time we watch it, at that night, I'm having nightmares. I feel like I'm actually in the show. I'm a character in the show. So it's just, like, weird. I wake up, like, extremely upset, and I'm, like, sweat, like, dripping sweat. I'm hot. And I'm just, like, this show is, like, getting to my, my brain or something. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I, it, I really like it. It's really good. What you said remind me of that um, scary situation in, um, I think, like, Waxahachie, mm-hmm. where the mother and daughter mm-hmm. were having nightmares about that mirror. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they, like, they just kept thinking something's behind that mirror. Yeah. And then they took down the mirror. You Remember I told you? Yeah, you told me, yeah. Open the um, open behind the mirror. There's a door. See, that's <sighs> that's crazy. But so they go behind the wall. The behind the wall is styrofoam. So mm-hmm. they break apart the styrofoam. Look behind that. There's like a door opening wall. So you open that. There's like another like hallway door. Oh my god. <sighs> See stuff like that be creeping me out. And they said it was connected to a haunted hotel. Oh my god. And that they were having like nightmares of like dead bodies behind the door mm-hmm. or behind the mirror because it's like that's a weirdly placed mirror. Yeah. And they just felt that something's behind it. See, and that's I'm very I'm like a firm believer of believing your dreams. When things happen in your dreams, I feel like that's either your past or your future. You know, cuz things will happen and I feel like that's kind of like what deja vu is. I'm like I felt this before. I remember this exact same thing. And so when I wake up, you know, from dreams and I'm like upset with you, I'm like it felt real. Like, I don't know if this was the past or if it's the future, but it really felt, you know, like a real thing. So and she'd be really upset with me. Yeah, too. I'd be really mad. I'd be like, you told that girl that you won't talk to me no more. <laughs> and that you were like leaving your family to be with her. Like, for real? You know, I'd be, I'd be really mm-hmm. mad. I do. But um, yeah, I'd be having these weird dreams. And, you know, a lot of times it does. Um, it involves the boys, which I'm, you know, obviously overly sensitive about. So. When it has anything to deal with them, like just randomly leaving the house, walking outside on their own, you know, stuff like that. I get, I wake up and I'm like, <gasps> you know, and I go check on them. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, let me just make sure they're in the house. And then I go turn the alarm on, you know, I'm doing all this stuff because I'm just like panicky. Then it takes me like two hours to fall back to sleep, you know? So yeah, dreams are, man, they're just really tricky. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's like a professional dream interpreter. Maybe I'm sure because I mean, if you Google like your dreams, it'll tell yeah. you things, you know, about um, what you're dreaming. And this has nothing to do with dreams, but my uncle passed away. Um, uh, what was that in February? And so one day we had woke up in the morning. This was like maybe about a month later. Um, There's a red cardinal and he was just flying. We have a bedroom door uh, that leads outside to our backyard. So the, the cardinal was just slamming into the window. And I'm like, look at this bird. Like, why is it doing it? And I'm, you know, pulling out my phone. And you were like, oh, this bird has been coming here for like almost a week or two weeks or something like that. And I'm like, really? This is my first time seeing it. And he just keeps flying into the into the window or into the door, the glass. And I'm just like, this is so weird. Yeah, but not in a dangerous way, not like a, yeah, tapping. And, just tapping, yeah. yeah. So like kind of playful, very gentle. And so I'm like, okay, that's weird because we always get cardinals. We always get blue jays in our backyard, but never for it to just fly into the window. You know, like you said, tap tapping very gently so then i just googled it and then it said that um whenever a red cardinal you know flies into like a window of your house it means that um someone you know close to you has passed away and i'm like oh my god you know this is probably my uncle coming just to say hi you know so Mm -hmm. i believe in stuff like that like that type of stuff really just um 
I mean, I believe in it. I don't know if it's because I come from New Orleans and we believe in all that, like, voodoo stuff. No, know? I mean, I think that there's something to it. Yeah, I, I truly believe. And then even we went to New Orleans last week or two weeks ago. We went to the funeral. And my mom's older sister, she passed away maybe, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, I want to say. Um, and she loved butterflies. So every time I would see a butterfly, it just reminds me of her. So as soon as we left the funeral, you know, two weeks ago, as soon as I walk out of the church... There's a butterfly flying towards me. And it was very gentle. It wasn't like just flew past me. It was like flying towards me and just kind of fluttered around me. And I literally said like, hey, Auntie Roxanne, like, mm -hmm. what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I feel like that was her coming to her brother's funeral. Like, I just believe in stuff like that, you know? So, yeah. What, yeah. Do, what, do you, what do you call a person who believes like that, you know? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ooh, she crazy, I love it, though. I do, too. I'm not going to hate it. on it. Yeah, it makes me feel good. So it makes me feel like that they're here and they see me and, you know, that they're proud of me and they're around, you know? Just don't come around when, like, you know, when I'm doing stuff, like, you know. I know, you've seen... Grown you, stuff. You've seen some wild stuff, though. <laughs> I know, don't be coming visit me, like, you know, <laughs> when it's like, you know... You know what I'm saying? Don't come visit me during them times. Yeah, yeah. And I always think that, too. I'm like, so when it's, like, time for, like, mommy and daddy to, like, hang out, mm -hmm. do, like... You know, your dead relatives come visit during that time. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll come back yeah, later. You know, like, like, oh, okay, okay, I see. <laughs> like, they're, like, cheering yeah. you on. And like, oh, my God. Wow. I hope you don't see this part. That'd be wild <laughs> if they did say for that. Right? Mm -hmm. I would hate if my grandpa was just, like, chilling. Like, just like, uh, that's my girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, no, grandpa. I don't need you around. It reminds me a little bit of, like, um, I was going to tell you, like, do you, do you feel like all ghosts are connected to you? Or do you think they're just random ghosts who come by? Um, see, well, I think that, you know, people that I know, like family members, um, they do stop by, they do come and visit because I, sometimes I can feel their presence. But there was one time I did see a ghost for the first time ever in life. It was actually at your apartment downtown. This was before we had kids and it freaked me out. Mind you, I've always, um, like heard voices or heard things and I've always felt you know, like a presence, but this was the first time I actually saw one during the day. And you, you remember, I yeah, you freaked screamed. out. Yeah. I screamed yeah. and I cried because we were, we were about to leave your apartment. We were going somewhere and you had an island in the kitchen and you had a candle and you know, y'all, I, I love my candles. The candle was lit on, on top of the middle of the, the, the island. And before we left, I was like, oh, let me go and blow the candle out before we leave. I blow the candle out and on the other side of the, the island, a child jumps up. So I literally see his face and it was as if he was blowing out the candle because it was like his birthday, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a surprise, like a playful thing. And I screamed. Like, I remember to this day, like what his face looked like. It was a little white kid with long hair. And I was just like, <gasps> it mm -hmm. frightened me. That was the first time I actually saw like a face, you know? So I believe in stuff like that. Like when I hear noises and when I wake up in the middle of the night because I feel like I hear footsteps or I felt something touch me before you know that woke me up and I you know I feel things in this so, house I've, 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 I've heard oh, something yeah. like I, I remember I was sleeping during the day mm -hmm. I sleep I sleep in the bed during the day and then I was like all of a sudden I hear doom, 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 doom. I'm like and I wake up I'm like what your heck? heart is beating yeah my heart's just beating I was like Bly and I'm just quiet like Bly and I'm not even here I'm, I'm like Oh my god! I heard those. Like I heard steps coming towards me. Yeah, and I'm just like, I know I heard that. And that's I hear that all the time, especially when we're sleeping. Oh, I hear it all the time. Like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I could feel somebody 
getting closer and closer to the door. And because on my side of the bed, I can, you know, I'm facing the window or the door, which leads to outside, I can see the reflection. So I'm waiting to see the reflection come into our bedroom. I'm literally waiting for it. My eyes are open and my heart is beating. So I know I'm up and I hear the footsteps and then I'm just like, oh my God, they're about to walk into this room. I hear them. And then it just gets quiet. And my heart is beating and I'm like, breathe. Go back to sleep. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I sense it all the time. Now, I mean, it hasn't been recently, but yeah. And then, and sometimes I wake you up, like, babe, did you hear that? Like, it, you, it, hit, it sounds like footsteps, you know, like, and you're like, I heard it, you know, so I'm There's like. There's nothing worse than a toy turning on in the middle of the night. Oh, that's the absolute worst. That happened a couple of weeks ago. I woke you up. I was like, babe, there's a noise. And you just got up and you just went and turned it off and then got back in the bed. And I was like, what was it? You're like, oh, it was a watch. I was like, what are you talking about? And then the mm. next morning, I think, no, the next day it <laughs> happened again. And the same thing, you just turned it off. I was like, what was it? And you're like, oh, it's the boy's watch. And then you actually brought it to the bedroom to show me. But I was like, but how did it just turn on by itself? You know, so, you know, things be happening. When we first moved into yeah. this house. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, do not leave me alone in this house. <laughs> like, and then our guest bedroom, I was like, I am not going in that guest bedroom. I knew for sure somebody was living in that guest bedroom. Oh, probably still lives to this day. I know it's nerve wracking. He better be paying rent. You hear that? I need you to be paying rent. Hey, we ain't talking 50-50. We ain't talking 50-50. I'm talking about you need to pay a portion of you renting out that guest bedroom. I got a, um, <laughs> I got a good word, though. What's that? Um, mench. Mench. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Hey, look, it's a good word. Mench. Okay. That's a, a responsible, mm-hmm. mature, upstanding person. Me? Yeah, mench. Mench. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't really know how you use it though. Like, Me either. Like, like I was gonna say okay, Bill I know, Cosby, but I, I, not know, Bill I Cosby. know a good match. You know, like Oprah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like that might have been a fail. Let me give you another word. <laughs> Brabble. Brabble. I've never heard that before. Yeah, Brabble. I've heard of Scrabble. Yeah, B R A B B L E. Brabble. What's that? Brabble is when you argue mm-hmm. stubbornly argue over uh small petty things that's me again <laughs> <laughs> look at yeah. you over here trying to define your wife i see you <laughs> you know i'm petty nah i just wanted to kind of share that with you in case you ever need to use it man blah stay brabbling <laughs> man we're dealing with this ac issue right now oh my god i'm just trying to say just trying to stay cool yeah it's the worst absolute worst we deal with this like every few years it's our fault though we never do what we're supposed to do and then it happens and we're like damn yeah and i always wonder i'm like like is an air conditioner supposed to cost you 40 dollars a year no, I think the guy just charges us. But luckily, he hasn't been here in about two years. Yeah. Be- before, when we first moved here, it was like every summer he was stopping by. I was like, uh, you are a little expensive. But he hasn't been here in two years, so hopefully he charges us 400 and we won't see him for another two years. I know. Isn't that crazy? 400 that's crazy. Yeah, that's how much it costs to get someone to your house. I know. You remember when we got a plumber over to, to fix, like, we had a leaky pipe or something? Mm-hmm. And it cost him maybe, like, $2 to buy the, the pipe. And it, he charges like 80 bucks to install. I was like, you know you're wrong for that. You could have told <laughs> me exactly. Seconds. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you could have told me exactly what to buy when we bought it. And we could have just attached it for $2. Yeah. Man, that uh, that fee, what's, what is it? what's the fee called again? 
Which, which when, fee? Would they charge us to do what? When they have to like actually work on it? What, what is that? Labor. Called? Labor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's expensive. I know. It's. I know. Eighty dollars. I'm like, you only been here three minutes. Yeah, and it only costs you two dollars. Yeah, for the a little. Material. Yeah, a little thing. I, I was know. like, I was so mad. I even told my mom. But they were fixing something else, and then they th- threw that in there. Maybe, but then it was two guys yeah. when it when it wasn't a two man job. So mm-hmm. they of course they had to split it both ways. So yeah, of course charges eighty, so they both can make a quick forty real quick. I get that. Yeah, I guess. Can't knock the hustle. I can. <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything else you want to show it? The people? No, y'all just, you know. Someone stay gave you safe. a compliment. Somebody gave me a compliment? Yeah, they said, you know, I love watching your show. And I was like, oh, appreciate that. The one specifically when your wife is on the thumbnail. Really? And I was like, why? He says, I want to learn, like, the dynamic, you know, between, like, how y'all interact and, you know, is she going to hold you? accountable for things or oh, you know, you know I like will. How, yeah or is she gonna throw like wrenches in or are you gonna like you know like try to act through it or you know i just want to see that kind of like interaction because you know for myself i want to learn that within relationships so they want to see us box <laughs> i mean we, we be boxing you want to see us box you know what i'm saying we be up in a box yeah so um sorry i cut you off no no that's super cool though i really appreciate yeah, yeah. that i mean i look i enjoy being but on i hear here. that a lot though well we i feel like we keep it real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how we are on camera is how we are in real life. I mean, besides, like, the smiles. So when we argue, we don't be smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, like, you're wrong, mm-hmm. then you smile through uh, it. Oh, look at you. When yeah, I get true. you. When I get you, you be smiling. I'm like, see, you know, I'm telling the truth because you're smiling. Yeah, my mom does that. <laughs> really? See, I know you're lying. I was like, I'm not. I was, I'm smiling because I'm, no. Because you're lying. Yeah, I was like, I'm not lying. I'm just smiling. She's no. like, oh, Julia, I know when you lie, you smile. I was like, <laughs> What are y'all doing? When you lie, you smile, or when you're wrong. Yeah. Like when when I when I get like a good comeback, and you like, yeah. You, uh, instead of saying you were right, you just start smiling. I'm like, yeah, I won this argument. Wow. But, you know, it's all good though. Well, um, like I said, I cut you off. <laughs> Anything you want to say to the people? No, just stay safe and wear y'all masks, please. I know that it's lifted in Texas, and we're back to like 100, percent but that virus is still there. Um, you know, if you want to get vaccinated, go ahead and get that vaccine. We haven't yet. We're still thinking about it, but you know, it's, the offer is not off the, the table. I guess. Yeah. Isn't that the saying that people say? But just stay safe. You know, wear that mask, wash them hands. You know. Yeah, you heard her. You know what well, I'm as you already know, thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. We love you, and we'll see you later. Um, peace. <laughs>